Hey there, leader. Oh, wait, this is your, your, go ahead. Hey there, leader. Today, today is May 22nd, and today on Leadership Lost and Found, we're going to be talking about growth, why you need it, why it's difficult, and why it's good. So today, in this day in history, and I have no idea what the date is today, Randy. Today is May 22nd. May 22nd. <laughs> uh, way back in the 1800s and 1841, a small band of pioneers, well, I say small, it's about 1,000 pioneers, were the first ones to hit the Oregon Trail, oh. uh, leaving from Elm Grove, Missouri, and uh, you know, risking quite a bit. They were actually very afraid of Native American attacks, and they would circle the wagons. This is where the circle of wagons came from in all the Western movies you watch. And uh, afraid of Native American attacks, steal their livestock and horses and whatnot. And it turned out actually didn't very happen very often. <laughs> the thing that they were had to learn the most from was accidental discharge <laughs> of firearms. Hey, Jim, hold my <laughs> rifle. Pow! <laughs> uh, river crossings where they would drown and then disease. Oh, of course. Of course, you get the measles or a cold and you die. Well, and the Oregon Trail was also a great video game. That was the <laughs> very <laughs> first <laughs> You have right. Go north. Well, go north. You know, yeah. the reason this one is good for our podcast today is because that sort of journey, like a lot of us go undergo, uh, teaches you a lot about yourself and allows you to grow. Mm. And if you're, you know, got enough self-awareness, you can dig your your head out of your rear end long enough to realize there's something to learn in just about every journey you undertake. Yes. And growth is not just about advancement, so... It's that thing on their neck that's that right. you tattooed. Yeah, it's that like, tag. Jim, let me snip that tag. That growth. That's right. We can freeze that off, Jim, if What is like. it, the um, Fury Road, when he had the little lumps, and <laughs> yeah. he had them named Louie and Dewey, and he tattooed faces on them? Yeah, those are the growth. That's our personal growth. That's right. That's your personal growth. No, it's but it's not about... So growth... To define it as we always do oh yeah wait wait <clears throat> randy we have to uh let's frame this up <laughs> so growth is uh is not the same as advancement some people think well if i just get promoted or i go up to the next level that's what it's all about but that's not what it's all about in fact uh it's pretty short-sighted you talk about the difference between addition and multiplication well that's the difference between advancement and growth one will get you one or two uh, right. the other will get you 10 or 20. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. You hit on something there, right? Especially with that advancement. I've, I've seen a number of people in my career that are focused on advancements, right? How do I get to the next level? How do I, how do I get to senior manager? How do I get to director? Whatever it is, without actually focused on growing their skill set or growing their capability as a leader to become more valuable to the right. organization. Without, without actually getting better. Without right. actually yeah. growing. Yeah, right? yeah, and, yeah. And, and I always put an added dimension on this, especially when I'm mentoring people and say, you know, understand your motivation. Why is it that you want that so bad? Mm -hmm. I've had this conversation with a number of people. What do you want to do when you grow up? Mm -hmm. And sometimes the people who say, hey, I want to be a director, I'm like, that's not a thing you want to be when you grow up. Right. You want to be influential. You right. want to be impactful. You want to have, I don't know, a, a cult or something, but have a goal, have a motivation. Right. Your tombstone's not going to say director of such and such, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and we've, we've done, this, this ties several podcasts together. One, the whole thing 
around identify your motivation is identifying your why. Your why. And we had a whole podcast on why. Thank so you, Simon Sinek. That's right. So if you want to start with why, please go back, pause right now, go back to our why podcast and listen there. Oh, no, no, we'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch, well, once you know the why, well, now we got to know the way. So uh, when we know the why, well, what's the way to growth? Uh, you know, what, what do we do next? Have you ever had a moment, Randy, when you sat down and you had to figure out your motivation? I mean, you had a, a relatively recent career change and you weren't sure what your motivation was. Yeah, I had to reassess my why. Um, and by the way, you guys keep asking for personal stories and then we don't hear from you. It's like, Hey, if you're asking for personal stories, you want us to be more personal then give us feedback on our personal stories. Uh, so if you guys know. give us feedback, I'll tell you about the skin tag. on Randy's <laughs> yeah, neck. It's, it's, it's brown <laughs> and it looks like a, like a, like, like a South American Canadian country. maple leaf. Yeah. <laughs> but once you identify your why it's the way and. When you have a good swift kick in the career cojones, yeah, you uh, you wind up uh, reassessing your why pretty quickly, and I've had a few of those in my careers, both expected and unexpected. Yeah, and uh, you go back and you assess your why, and I even uh, just quite transparently, I did that most recently at my own company. We had a senior C level change out. And uh, I had to reassess my why. Yeah. Come in, say, okay, is this still my why? Am I still, is this still where I want to be? Is it still match up? You know, and it did, thankfully. I, I had a point in my career, this is many years ago, but where I thought I was doing well, and then I started to struggle. And I sought assistance, right? Help me do better. I didn't do better. Mm. I didn't. And things got worse and worse and worse. And eventually I got moved from a, from a people leader to an individual contributor. And I remember thinking to myself in a moment of desperation, maybe I'm not good enough. Mm. Right? And it was, I mean, you want to talk about a career kick to the cojones, yeah, right? Yeah. And, I, and I was or down. the ovaries, by right. the way. It could be either or, right? Either one, right? Male or female leader. <laughs> to a sensitive spot. It feels the same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I had to dig deep and, and, get past that and get some of that growth and then get motivated again because I knew I, I knew I wanted to be, I wanted to lead. And so where was your leader when, when you got moved from a um, people manager to an individual contributor, what was your leader like at that point? Like what was, uh, was it a good leader or a bad leader? It was a terrible leader. Okay. And I didn't know. Yeah. And I put a lot of faith and trust in that individual. And um, I remember that because you, you thought very highly of this person, as I recall, was at, at a bank, right? Yep, initially, yeah. Yeah, and, and you really had to reassess because you thought so highly of that person, and here it was, you were actually doing well, they just were treating you poorly. Treating me poorly. And yeah. I remember when the decision came, I said, I've been asking you for help, and I, I feel like I haven't gotten it. I, I wish I could have gotten the help. And he said, yeah, we'll never know. Hmm. And uh, that's when I had to do that reassessment and say, what is my own motivation? Was it to please him? Was it to, you know, because I grew up in a very patriarchal, hierarchical society, right? Yes, sir. Pop. No, no, you are, you are, um, you are doggedly loyal to your first line supervisor. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, reassessing that and understanding what my motivation was, it was a real growth moment for me. It was hard. Yeah. It was real hard. Well, and those, those moments of, of, assessment right when you get that kick where you, where it's it feels very uh in your ovaries <laughs> yeah, when it, Rainy's when it, ovaries? in your very sensitive spot right 
that's also why, um, again, goes back to the feedback and criticism, God. right? Yeah. Knowing the difference, and we have a whole podcast on that. This isn't a podcast reference day, but yeah. but we've talked about that already, so we don't want to talk too much about that because we covered it already. But you talk about feedback versus criticism, but that goes back. You go to the why, and you talk about the way. Well, the way, what's important then is knowing who you are, knowing what you're good at and being grounded in that because when you can know this is who I am, this is what I'm good at, these are my strengths. Yeah. And then you can, once you know your why, you re-confirm re, uh, your strengths, right? You say, okay, this is what I know I'm good at. Then you can step out. Hey, I'm going to hit that hard. Do it deliberately. Lean into that shit. Excuse my <laughs> language. Lean into that. Write it down. Oh, yeah. If you aren't writing down what your strengths are and what you want to do, and, and just even if it's on a piece of paper that you tear up and throw away, you're not serious about doing this. Now, I just Get in there. I just recently talked to someone. Um, we'll, we'll call him Kevin, in quotes, right? Who, you know, again, it's, it's that part where you're kind of in a reassessment point. Right? That guy owes me money. Yeah, <laughs> different Kevin. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but you sit down and you say, okay, you reassess what it is, you know, wh- wh- why, what's your why, what your strengths are, and then you step out. And what happens is, in, invariably, when you start to step out, you start to catch flack. You do. You start to catch arrows, right? And uh, I, there's a quote by in Don Quixote, right? When he says, I know we are moving, Pedro, because I can hear the dogs barking, <laughs> right? From, from To quote one of our own leaders yep. right back in the day. So when you start stepping out, you start to catch that flack. And that's why, as a leader, it's so important that you know what your strengths are. And by the way, we have a whole other podcast, too, on Strength uh, Finder, which is another great way. Have we done that one? I think we don't think we've done that one. We've talked a lot. We've about talked it. a lot about yeah. strength finders. Yeah. But writing it down, you I'm said write. Pretty it down. sure That's Randy gets paid by them. I do not. But I've been I cut out of whatever deal I'm that was. In all of my mentoring that I do, Strength Finder is a core to it because here's the beautiful thing about Strength Finder, is it'll tell you your strengths and then it tells you to navigate around these things it doesn't say these are weaknesses yeah it says navigate around these things so and it's like navigating around rocks right you're not going to move that rock because even if you go to all the schooling in the world your three is only going to ever be a five on a 10 point scale exactly that's still a rock right so so steer around it i i want to hit a a sideways angle at this which is you know this is a leadership podcast Mm. and so not just i thought it was pop culture (laughs) more references you know i somebody told me here recently uh, we'll call her christy christy said said you know randy it's really cool on your podcast i'm using google less than less and less to look up your <laughs> gym's references <laughs> it's like thank you that doesn't make me feel near as old no. as i yeah it's like oh yeah you weren't alive when that movie first came out let me let me let's use a different reference <laughs> so the the angle i want to come at this at is, uh, is you as a as a leader, have to be able to find those moments of personal growth for the people that work for you, for yes. the people that you lead. And you need to be able to identify them and you need to be able to hone in on it. And when they don't want to be vulnerable, you can't make them be vulnerable. You can't no. make them accept it. But you've got to learn the skills to, to draw be able it out of to draw it out and bring them. They go, totally. ah, crap. I was afraid this guy was going to take my job, or I was worried that I wouldn't get the accolades if I let so and so do this, right? Yeah. And getting them to that growth point, and it's it's a difficult thing to do. 
Yeah. But it is so rewarding as a leader to be able to find, help someone find that growth point. Well, it goes back to trust, which we have a whole other podcast on trust. Right? I swear yeah. to God, I, I didn't <laughs> ask him to do this. But we do. Some of these things we've referenced, right? We have, we have been deliberate in the topics on the podcast that we've covered to build basics, to build building blocks. Because it goes back to trust. You've got to build trust with your people so that they trust you to tell you, you know what, this just isn't working out for me. <laughs> this just isn't working out for me. So you know? we, in the beginning of this, we said why growth is difficult. Mm-hmm. And so, Randy, I'm going to ask you, why is growth difficult? Why do some people want to stay in place? Well, I think... And if you say we have a podcast on fear, I swear to no, God. No, no. I'm going to well, throw, this, I'm yeah, throw yeah. this microphone at you. <laughs> No, um, I, I've talked to some people recently, you know, you just get in the rut of doing the job, right? I've talked to some architects some principal architects and it's like, okay, you've been with a company for, for 10 years and you've been doing the same job for the past five. And it's like, yeah, I just blinked. I just, I just started doing the work and I blinked and it's like, what am I doing? You know, after a couple of years, they're like, well, what am I doing? You know? Yeah. And the thing is, is. Have you ever, let me hit you. I think I know where you're going. I want to hit you on a, another personal question. Yeah. Have you ever taken charge of your career? Yes. In a moment where, in a moment where you're like, I'm doing the job, boss, I'm working, working, you're digging your trench, and then you pop up and you go, what the hell? Yeah. And, and explain what was the catalyst for that and what was the outcome? Well, um, for me personally, I've, uh, you go one or two times around the merry-go-round and you go, oh, look, it's kind of like, you know, was it, look, there's Big Ben in Parliament. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. from, from, from vacation, European from, vacation. Yeah, National Lampoon's <laughs> European vacation was, I can't get left. I can't. <laughs> look, it's kids, it's Big Ben in Parliament. You know, you go round and round and round. And I think you, you realize, okay, I've gone enough times, I've seen enough seasons here. What am I doing? And, and I've asked that question. And, um, invariably whenever i've asked that question it's resulted in either a logo change meaning i've changed jobs changed uh, companies or i've changed position where it's like okay maybe i move laterally but I, I need to do something different because you just find yourself day in day out you put hitting your head against the wall you get bored and you're like really is this all there is um well you know I, i'm hitting you i i'm hearing what i i'm gonna quote a friend of mine we'll call him jason and he's, uh, I'm picking up what you're laying down. Yeah. It's what he loves to say. But I just recently had one of my good, you know, I would say one of my better leaders resign. Mm. And he was in a unique position, right? He was at the top of his game. Unfortunately, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. So there's nowhere for him to go. And some company came along and said, we can make you king. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. And... I want to be mad. I want to be angry because, you know, it's hard. It makes my life moderately harder. Right. But I can't tell you how proud I am of this guy. I mean, right. that's real growth. It would have been easy for him to keep doing the job. And he is a journeyman, right? Yeah. He is a person who will keep digging and, and is loyal and oh, the whole yeah, bit. Oh, yeah, he's a doer. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I can't tell you, A, that I'm proud that he's doing it. I mean, I'm, we're going to hurt without him. We yeah. really are. But I'm, I'm proud as hell that he's got this growth. I mean, and he's – Slightly older than you. Yeah. Slightly. <laughs> stare so at you. Yeah. See what you say. Slightly older than Randy. You mean no. like you? Because <laughs> you're, you're more than slightly older. How did older you get that to me? come back on yeah, me? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, you know, and to see that growth on him, 
you know, when it was complete, I didn't have any party. It was all him. But he recognized it's time. Yeah. I got to go. I'm going to go get the big chair. As my boss once said to me, we'll call him Scott. Yeah. Said to me once, no, Jim, you can't work for me anymore. You got to go get your own big chair. Well, that's part of, of as you grow people, right? You go from the inside to the outside. Maybe there's not a place at, at your company for that person anymore. And for the best of the individual, they need to go outside. I, I've been mentored away from companies before by some very good mentors uh, because there wasn't an opportunity there that matched the skill set. And the thing is, when you, when you put people and you keep people in those roles, you're really doing yourself a disservice and mm-hmm. doing a disservice to the organization. You know? I, I consider it, you know, him moving on, and I haven't had much to do in his career. We've only worked together for about two years. But I consider it, you know, a compliment to me as a leader that, that another company came along and said, somebody who works in your group is so good, yeah. we're willing to pay top dollar to get them to come to work for yeah. us. Well, and that growth can happen both organically inside your organization or you go inside to outside. And uh, we just had some recent people uh, leave our organization as well. And uh, all of them, as I look at where they're going, what they're doing, it's a step up. But it's a step up that they couldn't get where they were at either because yeah. the people above them were not going anywhere or yeah. they just uh, there wasn't uh, the timing of the businesses. You know, years ago when I was uh, just out of college, a friend of mine had just uh, entered the Navy as an officer, and I was in the Marine Corps Platoon Leaders course training to become a, a Marine Corps officer. And I remember he's... There are he, so many jokes there. Yeah, stop. I'm, I'm just... Stop. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sheep would be too obvious. We know. <laughs> so he said to me, why in the hell are you going to go in the Marine Corps? And I said, well, I, I, I want to be the best. Yeah. And he said, but you can be a 20-year captain. You can retire a captain. And that's mid-rank because the force structure, you know, getting up into the major and colonel ranks... It's impossible to get into because yeah. the people who are there aren't going anywhere, no. right? right? And he said, you should go in the Navy or the Air Force or the Army. The force structures are so much bigger, you can have an opportunity for advancement. And I remember thinking, like, that's really good advice. If I had wanted to be a career Marine, mm-hmm. that would have been really good advice. And I didn't, right? I wanted to, to be a jarhead and run around and say things like, oorah. Yeah. But, you know. Well, you, you did something that falls in line with growth, which is listening to people with more experience than you have. Um, it's not because they're right. It's uh, because they have a better understanding of being wrong <laughs> than, than you do. Wisdom right? is what you get. Well, yeah, experience is what you experience get. Experience is what you get <laughs> when, when you, don't you don't get what you want. want. That's right. I thought that was why it fits, fits for wisdom, too. <laughs> but they can teach you to listen uh, when you want to speak and to stop and think. When you want to react, they can teach you the right thing. So one is when you're in one of those pivotal moments, seek some wisdom from somebody who's been there. Seek some mentorship from somebody that's at the place where you want to be or a step beyond where you want to be. Um, so listening to people with more experience. Hey, I want to hit that, and that's a great thing. And I wholeheartedly encourage you, if you haven't done it before, do it now. Ask those that you trust or even those that you don't necessarily have close but are trustworthy, where are your blind spots? Mm. You know, I've had a couple of times in my career where I've had very effective leaders whose blind spots were, uh, you know, as wide as a barn door, Mm -hmm. right? And and it always reminds me of Guardians of the Galaxy, like, blind spot? There's no blind spot. I would see it. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Right? I have excellent eyes. I would catch it. I would would catch it. Nothing goes over my head. (laughs) And, And... 
you know, but you have to, as a leader, have to be open and say to somebody, where would you say my biggest blind spot is? Yeah. Right? And, and somebody would say to me, well, Jim, for you, it's anybody who's an Ohio State fan. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, that, wah, yep, you're wah, right. Wah. You got yeah. it. Right? I'd hire anybody from Ohio State. <laughs> Or Cleveland Browns. Actually, the Browns now have a bunch of fans because they're winning. The Browns are winning. The world is turning. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the Browns, refuse to settle for mediocrity. As well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they were never mediocre. <laughs> they ever. Neither. They were just sucked. <laughs> the Bengals, however. I know. Defined I know. mediocrity. Yes, they, they did. They did. They had stripes for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> oh. That's right. Um, but refusing to settle for mediocrity. You know, you – one we've talked about don't hit me we have another podcast on courage and fear Good right for <laughs> being, being i'm not courageous. kidding nobody put them up to this yeah i did i just just uh sitting well well, well the funny thing is, is we're recording this podcast with like absolutely no notes <laughs> we normally have notes in front of us so so we're just referencing all the stuff we've done yeah previously. right it's like when they do the uh, animation like simpsons will do a flashback or oh, yeah. Sitcoms will do a flashback of all the old footage that was doo-doo, funny. Doo-doo, we don't have, doo-doo. we don't want to write anything this week. We're just going to do flashbacks. That's right. It's twenty-four minutes of regurgitated uh, uh, airwaves. But I stay in history. <laughs> refusing to settle for mediocrity is is the next one, and and making sure too that uh, that you've got a plan. And it, when when you open yourself up, make sure it's somebody you trust and listen to them. Right. Really listen to them, because all too often, you know, we, we hear something we don't want to hear. And there's a, there's an ancient proverb that says wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. And and that's the thing. You what? Come, wounds from a friend can yes. be trusted. Oh, OK. But an enemy multiplies kisses. You know, that in other sounds words, you, dirty. <laughs> your friend is going to say things to you that you might not necessarily want to hear. But but they're true. But they're true. And, and if you, you get somebody that, that you trust, somebody that's at the position where where you want to be, and, and just open up and ask them. And, and if they're a trustworthy individual, you can have that relationship with them. Now, the thing about, um, I'll, just, I'll just say again, around the mentoring and, and trying to put yourself in that position of mentee, it's the selection of that person is key. And then making sure that you are committed to that process because it's not a one and done. Yeah. You're going to cycle through this. You are. You need to write it down. You said this earlier, mm-hmm. and we didn't salute back to it. Write this stuff down, pros and cons on a list. I can't tell you. my Strengths last, and weaknesses. My last Slot. four job t- changes, too. I'm like, what's the good thing about the job? What's the bad thing about the job? And what's good about me for this job, and what's bad about me right. for this job, right? It's amazing when you actually write it down, and you get all that scrambled eggs out of your head, yeah. and you put it in a linear fashion how suddenly the, the choice becomes overtly clear. This happened in my most recent job change 18 months ago, right? Yeah. When I came to work for the company I work now, I had two other job offers, and I sat back and I was like, okay, is it this one, this one, or this one? And I wrote it all down with my wife, and it was overwhelmingly yeah. this job that I'm in now. <laughs> the job I didn't get. No. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which, by the way, they're firing me tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. That, that brings me back, and I've mentioned it before, the, um, you know, the limbic system, the unconscious brain, the, the decision-making. You know, 80% or 90%, I can't remember the number of our decisions we make every day are— You love the lizard brain. I do. Our <laughs> subconscious, unconscious, right? <laughs> the sleestacks. <laughs> <laughs> a 
of that. And then somehow you take two rocks, put them together, makes light. I still don't get it, but it worked fine for them. But, you know, driving the decisions and the things that you do around your career out of the lizard brain and into the cognitive brain, that writing that down is mm-hmm. a perfect example. You, you as a leader need to do that. And when you're, even if you're doing things around people that work for you, you say, if I'm Randy's manager, I go, what is good about Randy? What does Randy struggle with? Right? Write these things down. So often we do this unconscious bias thing. I feel about Randy that oh, yeah. he's good, right? Because yeah. he's he's over six feet tall and he's got corporate style hair, right? That's right. The skin and, tags, though. Randy, work <laughs> on the skin tags. I know. I wish you wouldn't draw smiley faces on them. Um, Why does he have a chain going from one to oh, the other? God. It's very odd. What is wrong? Who, who hurt you? Anyways. You know, getting getting out of that limbic system and into that cognitive system is the way you can propel or even, you know, impel growth. And very important. Yep. I, I just felt it was important to say that because we will often focus, oh, that Randy, he's good. Mm. Is he? Yeah. It, and he probably is, but let's figure it out. Well, and you can write that down. That's the other thing is when you're writing it down to, to figure out with your own people. I do that often as well, especially when you're mentoring someone or, or one of your folks, you know, writing down what they're good at yeah. and listening to them. But, young leader, you need to take charge of your career. Don't blame your company. Yes, you do. Uh, you know, if you I, look back and say, I worked for the past four companies I've worked for were crappy. It's like, They never eh, gave me a raise. You know, Probably not. I like to say to my, I said to my son once, he was, oh, something or other, dad, I couldn't do something. And I said, look, I'm not going to do it for you. Mm. Whatever you care about, I care 1% less. Mm. So if you're, if you care 99% about something, I'm 98. If you care 1%, I'm zero. Mm-hmm. And so I'm as your leader here to support you, but you own your career. Yes. And if you care about 100, a good leader's right behind you going, yeah, what a great idea. Let's get you that training. Let's get you this. Right. Let's find that opportunity. But yeah. if you're there going, how come I didn't get promoted? Right. <laughs> I can tell you how much your leader's going to care. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well... We've been talking for a good 25 minutes about growth. And, uh, and by, not just Randy skin tags. That's right. By this time, we would have apples and oranges from Seacase. But uh, uh, this has oh, been... Le- that was bad. I apologize to everyone for that last joke. <laughs> this has been Leadership Lost and Found. I'm Randy Fields. I'm Jim Desmond. And you guys keep, keep leading. leading.